from different places We all have different names No matter what life brings us Jesus is the same We're just your Methodist To the madness Methodist To the madness Hi I'm Beth I'm Tim I'm Jessica And we're just your everyday Methodist to the madness. I think we're all on our own paths when we open up there, which is totally fine. How's everybody doing? Beth, how was your week? Um, it was okay. Um, today I'm I'm still trying to do my health journey. I need to work on the eating right part and the, you know, doing all the things people need to do to you know, to get a six pack and get the six pack. I just didn't realize <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be beer. So, oh, um, yes. But Slight this, difference. This morning, I was actually really proud of myself because this morning I my mom and I work out together on this on our VR headsets, virtual reality headsets, this game called Supernatural and there's boxing and there's what's called flow and you're basically waving your arms around and it probably looks like we're being attacked by bees, but I don't care. <laughs> uh, so we do that three days a week and usually Monday, Wednesday and Friday, but I texted her this morning because I forgot about Friday and I said I forgot to work out on Friday, but I'll be there today. And my mom was like, I'm not feeling well today. I'm not going to be doing VR. And in the past, I've been like, yes, I'm not doing VR. But <laughs> because, uh, because I spoke those words out into existence, even if it was just for my mom, who was not going to be needing me in the VR, I took the time to do a boxing workout anyway. And it was a Halloween one. And my favorite trainer, his name is Mark Harari. Um, he dressed up as a dinosaur and was calling himself um, Mark Markasaurus Tex because he's from Texas. And he, he's wearing a dinosaur costume and a cowboy hat. And, and that's why he's my favorite because he's so ridiculous. And he says the dad jokes. And I nice. love every time and so um progress not perfection that's yes say indeed i totally agree tim how was your week um so uh i think i've been kind of like overwhelmed with work or something um but today i think i took a really positive step in the right direction i um i actually woke up not feeling all that great uh, and so I, at first I, I was thinking, well, uh, I didn't want this to affect my entire day, uh, but then I didn't do much about it. But then eventually I'm like, I, I have to do something about it. So I meditated for 10 minutes. Uh, I, I, this was just during my break, one of my breaks at work and, uh, I actually opened up my Bible and, uh, I, I went over, uh, some of the scriptures from the sermon. Uh, just to kind of give myself that uh, like sense of peace and um, that one scripture about um, what is it? Those who try to find their lives will lose it. And those who um, follow after Jesus um, and lose their lives will find it. And 
uh, I was just thinking how much that scripture really meant to me over time, like over, I would say the last like few months, I, I thought that that's one of the most powerful scriptures for me. And I was thinking like, okay, maybe in order for me to feel better, uh, I need to just uh, move in, in the positive direction to like uh, help everyone or be really productive um, and so that's what I did. I, I, and consequently I did start feeling better and it was really interesting. And, uh, on my way to, uh, I, I had to drive into work later cause I found out I had some onsite thing I needed to do. Um, I, uh, I called my brother and I was talking to him and, uh, it, it kind of helped to bounce ideas off of them and basically, um, led me in that direction of kind of like the, what we've been talking about for my weekly update, uh, on the delayed gratification but I'm kind of looking at it from different angles, kind of like how in the last episode we were talking about like a like a uh, some sort of cube object, like looking at it from one one angle versus another. I, uh, I was a <laughs> cube object. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually a thing, but um, yeah. So I uh, was thinking that it it's really interesting the way that I could. Um, look at my life uh regarding reward um or like habits and and so forth and then decide oh i'm going to reject uh trying to create habits and i'm going to focus on my passions that was kind of like my first way to go about it and then that didn't really work and then the next thing was to uh try to pursue things and and focus on the reward and so forth but i don't think that was the full picture um, but now I think I'm at a point where I have a general understanding that could be really practical for me and maybe other people. And that's um, I can use habits to my advantage so I don't have to think about what it is that uh, I need to do on a daily basis. And then the rest of the time I can just um, focus on um, like creative things or or making myself feel better but it kind of starts with those habits um and so i think with that in mind it'll just be a lot easier for me to um like go about my day and uh just feel a lot better in general tim? i think that's really good what were you gonna say beth i was just gonna ask tim if you've ever heard of the book called seven habits for highly successful people i have no oh. Yeah, I think I have actually. Yeah. Um, I'm not so good at the habits, but my kids went to a school where they adopted the seven habits as like the church or not the church, the school culture. And uh. it's still stuck in my brain, all the seven habits. And I even used one today at work called it's called um, beginning with the end in mind. So Miriam. Oh. Miriam was making a banner and she was like, we're going to have to do it in pencil first. So we don't mess up with the marker. And I was like, yes, begin with the end in mind. And she <laughs> laughed at me. And I was like, well, because that's just how drilled those are into my life. I would, it's, it's a really good book and it comes in different forms. Like there's seven habits for highly effective kids or whatever. So mm -hmm. if you want something if you want something dumbed down a little bit, <laughs> the kid one. But but for me, that that has good like just habits in general that you can. Oh yeah, Stephen Covey is the author. Um, 
And Jonah's actually reading the seven habits for highly effective teenagers. And Stephen Covey's son wrote that one. Stephen Covey, I think, passed away in a bicycling accident or something. Ooh. But oh, wow. That's all well, I have to say. Okay. Yeah, no, that's that's wonderful, Beth. I'm, I'm really glad you, you brought that up. Uh, because it, it kind of gives you like a, a framework or gives me yeah. a framework to establish habits. Uh, now that I realize that that was the path, like it, it's just, it's a little bit perplexing to me to think, oh, but habits, well, who needs those? I'll just have the motivation and the uh, the emotional inspiration to uh, do all the things. But I'm realizing that it just, it, it takes too much emotion work and thought work to yes. uh, go about things on a daily basis without some sort of habit or a system it's Mm -hmm. also just it's just a warning it's also more challenging for neurodivergent people to form habits in the first so that might be why you're you're having such an issue with it so even if your brain is still struggling with it don't beat yourself up too much Mm -hmm. about it well um something interesting is um i think I can actually succeed at this because there's one thing in my life that I do um, strictly, like basically a habit. And um, mm-hmm. I take my diet like very seriously. Um, and wow. like, I'm able to do that habitually with without even like breaking the rules on any sort of consistent basis. Like uh, I could just like talk to any random person and and they would be very surprised if I ever did uh, break break my diet. So the fact that I'm able to do that gives me confidence that maybe yeah. I can establish habits in other ways too. I'm impressed that you um, can do that with your diet. That's where I struggle a lot. I struggle a lot in all areas of life, but that's one of the big ones. Yeah, I think for me, it's like, I know that if I have something in the house, it's I'm just going to naturally eat it because I'm a human. So if there's certain things, like if I'm wanting to like cleanse from sugar or something, we just can't buy the sugar. Right. Right. But that's great to hear though, Tim. I think that's, you know, you and Beth seem to be on a healthy journey in some capacity there. So that's always wonderful. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Yeah. This past week was, um, I felt like mumble jumbled this past week. I feel like that's been a consistent thing. And, um, I don't know if I'm just feeling overwhelmed or, uh, I think one of the things is my plates. I've created multiple plates for myself instead of one single plate. And so, um, I think that kind of makes things really difficult for me. And maybe that's going to be towards the end of this podcast where I have prayer requests, but, um, but the, you know, this past week, uh, one particular thing, Amber has not been feeling well. So I've been trying to find ways to, uh, heal her, which is through water and, um, telling her to go to the doctor. And, uh, but yeah, she, she ended up not going to work today cause she had a fever. And so oh. um, it's, uh, anyway, so that's kind of an update stuff has been going on around here. I feel I feel pretty okay. Um, in terms of like health wise, I got back on the Peloton this morning and about died. Um, that was rough. I only did 30 minutes, but let me tell you, they know how to torture you. 
Uh, they make it sound like you're having fun, but <laughs> <laughs> they can't fool me. I'm not tricked by their enthusiasm. But yeah. So, and in terms of, you know, Pastor Jim's sermon this past Sunday, if there was ever a time where I wish Jesus would come back, it was this morning. I was really hoping yeah. halfway through, it was like, all right, it's the, the Lord's coming back today. Let's, let's make it happen anyways. But, um, Something awesome that happened on Sunday, though, was was the uh, all church pancake breakfast that the men uh, at the Palmdale United Methodist Church helped bring uh, about with their pancakes. Uh, Same with the scouts. They helped out. um, And uh, we brought our mustaches. That's for sure. We were prepared and all of the preparation was thanks to Beth. She made about six thousand mustaches. Thousand. They they were amazing. Yep. So we felt very uh, at home. We talked about sports and uh, all the things that you would stereotypically uh, point to as male centered things. (laughs) Uh, Again, just stereotypical things. Uh, Right. Only those. Yeah. You know. (laughs) Uh, but, but it was fun. It was great to see a lot of new faces because I go to the 11 a.m. normally and it's nice to see people that go to the 9 a.m. service every once in a while. But that also leads us into uh, things that are going on in the church. Uh, first and foremost, next Sunday from three to five is the Trunk or Treat. And that's also in correlation with the Boutique which is from three to seven. So just a couple uh, more hours uh, following the trunk or treat, you get to continue going around and checking out all the homemade items that people have made. I hear it's going to be pretty awesome. I know there's a lot of people who have signed up. If you are interested in utilizing your trunk and volunteering to be part of the trunk or treat, we greatly encourage you to be part of that. And you can contact Beth and her email is it is children at pumchurch.com. That just came to me in a message from God. Thank God. you. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for providing to Beth so fast. Um, so that's going to be really exciting. Uh, I met with the Ignite Youth this past Sunday. We we talked about the planning process because they're going to be spearheading and making sure everybody finds parking smoothly. And they're going to be making sure that the cakewalk goes well. So there's a lot of fun stuff happening. Who knows? There might even be uh, some sort of riddles that happen at the trunk or treat. You'll have to stick, you know, check it out and and see what happens. Um, Also something very exciting on the 4th of November, There is a United Methodist Church 101 happening from one to three, and you'll be able to learn more about things that, uh, you know, more in depth about the United Methodist Church and find ways that you can get involved with with the church. So definitely recommend that you check that out if you're new or if you're somebody who's been part of the church for a while and you'd like to just learn more, you know, November 4th from one to three p.m., And then also on the 17th of November, we've got Aspire Women's Night Out. It's at 7 p.m. and you can sign up in the lobby at the church. I've heard really good things about this. So I I encourage you to check it out on the church app if you want to find out more information. Otherwise, sign up in the church lobby. 
And then small groups are in full swing right now. And uh, I know the one that I'm part of is awesome. I would love to read the second and third books that are part of this, you know, whole series. It's honestly probably one of the coolest books I've read in a while, um, which also brings us to our Beth's ministry moment. Beth, what do you have for us this week? Well, I'm glad you asked, Jessica. Um, today we have a very special guest who isn't promoting a ministry per se, but it's a practice that he likes to apply to his own spiritual life. And he is going to share it with us so we can apply it to our own lives if we want. Please welcome the man, the myth, the legend, Pastor Jim White. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> my only disappointment is that I don't get to hear Beth sing her little ditty for uh, Beth's ministry. I think I think that's what Jamie was trying to do. She's singing it right now. Oh, uh, thanks, <laughs> thanks. Beth's ministry moment. This is Beth's ministry moment. Wow! Yeah. Now I feel ready. Thank you. Thank you. Wonderful. Yeah, so scripture journaling is what I wanted to talk about. Thank you for having me on the podcast. I am a regular listener. I've heard all of the episodes and I really enjoy it. Thanks for all that you're doing. But my journey with scripture journaling started a long time ago before I even knew what it was. And I mean, I grew up in a family that went to church. And we prayed before uh, meals. We prayed before bedtime. But as I grew up and grew older, I had a problem because the normal way to pray, everybody talks about your quiet time with God and it should be, you know, at least at least 15 minutes. But if you're a real Christian, then a half an hour or an hour should be no problem. Just sitting and having that quiet time with God. And literally every time I would sit and try to pray with my eyes closed and my head bowed and my hands folded for more than five minutes, I kid you not, I would fall asleep. <laughs> every single day. even in seminary even as a, a pastor with my early churches i would fall asleep i'm like what kind of horrible christian am i i can't even pray for longer than five minutes for falling asleep turns out i was just very busy and my body was very tired so every time i paused for five minutes my was like thank you jesus i'm gonna take a little nap right now so <laughs> anyway i had a chance when i was at my third appointment um i was serving at iaa united methodist church on the, on the big island or on oahu and i went to a conference and they were talking about what they called life journals and it was a way of reading the bible but what really caught me was that the pastor said one of the best ways to pray is by reading the Bible. And he said, normally when we pray, we have our list of people and situations that are on our hearts and we pray. And then we say in Jesus name, amen. And he said, just kind of like calling your friend on the phone and talking, 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 and then hanging up before you give your chance, a friend, a chance to call to talk back. The challenge for us is how do we know that God is speaking to us? And even when I would sit, and try to listen for what God would say. Often it would just be, you know, different thoughts that I had in my own mind. And I was pretty sure that wasn't God. That was just my mind kind of wandering. So this idea of using the Bible and reading the Bible as a chance of prayer really kind of connected with me. And so uh, they called it life journaling. Uh, life journaling. I changed it a little bit to scripture journaling and I brought it here to Palmdale as well. And the basic idea is 
anytime you have a chance to read the Bible, it doesn't have to be any particular length, it can be as short or as long as you want. You, you're giving God a chance to speak to you and to apply something to your own life. So we use this uh, acronym called SOAP. Uh, S stands for scripture, O, observation, A, application, P, prayer. By the way, you can find all of this information on the church app and on the church website. But this idea is you're, the scripture is the first part, the S. And you're just looking for one word or verse or phrase that stands out. You don't have to go back to English class in high school. You're not looking for the thesis statement. You're not looking for the <laughs> most important insight. Just something that's interesting to you. Something that either piques your curiosity or really rubs you the wrong way. Either of those will work. That's S. So you write that down. Then O is observation. And you just say, what is that saying about uh, God or life or humanity or whatever? What, what are you thinking about it? What does it seem to say to you that that seems significant? But the power comes in the A, which is the application part. And that's how you connect it to your own life. So how does this connect to you? What does it make you think of? Is there a time in your own faith journey or life journey that this connects to? Or is it maybe something that you're kind of wrestling with right now? And that's just, okay, you've heard, you've found a scripture, you, you, you had some observation about what it might be saying, you've applied it to your own life. Now, what do you want to say back to God about it? And, and and you can write it or you can just pray it in your heart. And and that becomes scripture journaling. And when I, I, I say this all the time, but this was the single most important spiritual discipline in my adult life as a Christian. Now, if you if you're familiar with many spiritual disciplines, you might say, oh, it sounds like Lectio Divina. Yeah, exactly. It's it's Lectio Divina if you're into the Latin thing. But this is makes it a little bit easier for people to connect to um, with scripture journaling and the SOAP acronym. So if you the three of you are ready, I thought we would have a little uh, mini scripture journaling time. You up for that? Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, that okay. would be awesome. All right, here we go. So I picked a very short psalm. And this is one that I first discovered when I was in seminary. And my um, New Testament professor gave it to us in right before midterms. And we're all stressing out about these projects and things that we're supposed to be doing at grad school. And I'd never heard it before. It's Psalm 131. I'm going to read it to you. And, and if you're listening to the podcast, you can participate as well. So here's how it goes. As I read it to you, you just want to think of one, a couple of words, a phrase, or a section that stands out to you for any reason. And then we're going to come back and talk about it. Okay, so here we go. Psalm 131, uh, the NRSV Bible says it's a song of quiet trust. Oh, Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me, but I have calmed and quieted my soul like a wean child with its mother. My soul is like the wean child that is with me. O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time on and forevermore. Okay, that's it. It's only three verses long, Psalm 131. Now, uh, Jessica and Beth and Tim, what is one, and you might want to make some notes uh, just so that you can go back to this. What is one phrase or section that really stands out to you and will go in any order? I think for me, it's, I have calmed and quieted my soul. That stands out okay. to me the most. So if we were scripture journaling, you would write that down. 
I have calmed and quieted my soul. And then under the observation, what is that saying to you about God, about life, about humankind, just in general? What what's kind of spiritual insights do you get from that verse? Just a something that I want to strive to always have is a calm and quiet soul and how much peace I know that that brings to me. I think that's like initially where my observation goes is even reading that is very calming to my okay. soul. Excellent. We're going to come back to you on that. Beth or Tim, what stands out for you in this? Um, for me, the the part that says, I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. Yeah, yeah. What does that say to you about life, God, humankind in general? Yeah, I, I think it um, goes back to my self-improvement journey of uh, trying not so hard to seek out uh, novelty or uh, rewards all the time, but it's okay if uh, things are a little uh, slower or a little less than um, uh, the greatest great uh, as far as um, like whatever it is that I'm trying to accomplish. Yeah, I love it. Beth, what about you? What stands out to you? I'm pretty sure I scripture journaled on this one before because um, what stood out to me was um, I do not know, but I have calm, calmed and quiet in my soul like a weaned child with its mother. My soul is like the weaned child that is with me. And mm -hmm. that just makes sense to me the first time that I read it because my kids didn't want to wean like they it was just like really hard for us so i was like how yeah. is that a good thing that i took away the thing that they wanted yeah but, um but this time and then i think you explained it to me what that meant and i was like yeah that makes a lot of sense so i thought about it with the new lens that you gave me the first time i scripture journaled on this and i liked my soul is like the weaned child that is with me and um we have a i'm i'm watching my friend Lucy's dog again, Ricky Bobby, he's our shared son. And he is like the chillest, calmest dog in the world. He mm. doesn't want anything except to be the weaned child that is with you. And mm -hmm. he's like, not, not wanting anything from you, just enjoys being in your presence together. Wants to yeah. sit next to me. And yeah. so that's the calm that I would like. Is. So let me just say a couple of things. One, the great thing about scripture journaling is no matter how often we go back to this verse or this passage, we're in different places of in our lives and in our spiritual journey and whatever's happening. So you could read this Psalm once a month and most likely each time you read it, you would find something different because you're in a different place and the insight. So now I'm going to go back to Jessica. So we've done the scripture You've done the observation. How how does that? And you you alluded to it a little bit and talking about how it makes you feel calm. You, I have calmed and quieted my soul. Was your section? What kind of? How would that apply to your life if you were going to be journaling about it right now? I mean, I don't know. I think at the end of the day, when I think of being calm and having a quiet soul, I'm. I would think of initially things in my life that are not allowing me to be in that place. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's really just trying to eliminate things that, you know, are not of necessity or things that I'm maybe not uh, spending time to create a, a, my, you know, a calm and quiet soul. 
like that's kind of what you I might would... you might say you have to wean yourself away from certain things that maybe were important at one time, but you don't need them now, or you need to be focusing in other areas. Sure I think focusing that. in other areas for yeah. sure. You know, I think it's a combination of all of the things, kind of like yeah. you know earlier what I mentioned about having multiple plates instead right. of having a single plate to kind of work with. So if you're going to be journaling about this, I would encourage you to spend some time writing that down. What are some of those things that you may need to move away from your life so that you can have a more calm and quiet soul? Okay, that would be the application part. Uh, Tim, you, you talked about I would not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. And you shared a little bit about how your own journey uh, as well. Or is there anything you would add in terms of the application, how that connects with either where you've been or where you are right now? Yeah. Uh, so what I was thinking just now is basically uh, I look at the things in my life and realize that um, it doesn't have to be uh, a great thing that I'm doing or a marvelous thing that I'm doing, but just mm. look, look at things in, in kind of like a peaceful way, like all the things yeah. are equal and then looking at their uh, inherent value for um, improving my life or making me happier or something like that. Yeah. But, but letting go of that arbitrary uh, idea of uh, something uh, being great or basically uh, taking away that attribute that I might have like a, a like a, what is it? A presupposition about. Um, so like an example would be like, uh, I have some video game that I'm playing or I have some chores that I need to take care of or I have some work that I need to do. Uh, basically level out the playing field and and look at it uh, more uh, specifically, a little bit deeper. Like, okay, how how am I feeling about this? And maybe ask myself some, some uh, questions that I wouldn't normally ask myself. What I, what I find, that's great. And what I find is sometimes when I'm scripture journaling, I find a passage or a, you know, a phrase or a, a verse or just a couple of words. I think I know where it's going. I make a few observations. Then when I start applying it to my own life and I actually start writing it down, pen on paper or typing it in my phone, I find that sort of the Holy Spirit takes me in a place that I didn't expect to go. And the process of actually writing it down becomes this journey that I didn't know I was going to get to. So that's part of what I, I find really exciting and powerful about scripture journaling. Beth, uh, back to the the weaned, your common quiet soul, like a weaned child and your soul is that weaned child within you. How, how does that kind of connect either with where you are now, where you've been or where you want to be? Well, I used to do meditation. And Tim, I did this 30 day meditation. I think I told you about this one time. There was a 30 day meditation I found on the calm app. And I did 30 days in a row. And then I never did it again. <laughs> but it was so helpful to me. And one of the one of the um, and I, I think I need to get back into it. But one of the words that he used was um, equanimity. And that's like one of my favorite words now. It basically means I looked at Webster's Dictionary defines it as it's a calm mental state, especially after a shock or disappointment in a difficult situation. And anyway, that's not how he said it, but it's basically like instead of being in your thoughts and being in the stress that's within you, it's just kind of like trying to look at it from an outsider's point of view, like, mm -hmm. oh, 
look at that. Poor Beth is struggling down there. And then just like trying to remove yourself. The way to be more present is to remove yourself from being so close to it. And so that's kind of. Yeah, that's a way of getting to that weaned sort of yeah, spirit. And yeah. Quiet cool. my soul. And actually, like right before. um Right before I got on, I was feeling really anxious and I just have a bunch I need to do. And, you know, I got to do this. I got to do that. But then a, a song started or a line from a song started playing in my head. I can't remember what it is now. Oh, Lord, you never let go. But anyway, I started. Do you know the song? If my God is with me, who can be against me? And if my God is with me, whom then shall I fear? And that that just kind of like went into my head as I was preparing to get on here. And mm. and then I was like, what song is that? And so I went to find the song and it's never let go. Oh, Lord, you never let go. Yeah. And, and so I was listening to that. And like before I even read this verse, it's like that calmed my soul before I even got on here, like that gave me the the peace that I needed at that time. So yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, so that's, that's soap scripture. You write down observation. What is this thing saying about life or faith or God or humanity? The application, how does it connect to you? And it could be something from the past or something that you're wanting to do or how you, your life might be different. And then the prayer part, and I'm not going to ask you to do your prayers, but that would be your response to God from having just had this moment of journaling. And it could be as short as, you know, 10 to 20 minutes, or you could spend 45 minutes or an hour, depending on how much you like to write. And each time you do it is an opportunity for God to speak into your life. And uh, if you want to know more about, about that, you, again, like I said, you can go to the church uh, website or the church app. If you're on the church app, click on the connect button at the bottom, then click on growing my faith. And then you'll see a whole scripture journaling and there's um, reading plans. I'd like to suggest if you've never done this before, there's a 31 days with Jesus reading plan. And it kind of takes you from birth to resurrection. And don't feel like you have to do it exactly 31 days in a row. It may be that you're able to do it, you know, two or three or four times a week. That's great. Each time go to the next day of the reading and eventually you'll get through that whole time and and hopefully you'll have just a real powerful and impactful experience with with scripture journaling and connecting with God. So every Monday and Tuesday from 8 till about 8:30 8:40 um I do online journaling so people can log on if you go to the church app or the church website there's a link to that and just join us people scripture journal before they log on. And then we kind of check in with each other, like you guys do at the beginning of the podcast. And then we say, Hey, what were you journaling? What did you learn today? What was God speaking to you? And we just sort of share that. So anyone's welcome to join. Exciting. That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, I wanted to add that uh, this uh, short scripture journaling experience we just had in this podcast um, it was actually just really comforting to look at that passage, the whole passage. Like, I, I, I love the idea of like, what is the takeaway scripture? Like a, one sentence or two sentences out of the whole passage. But then mm -hmm. uh, just all of us kind of sharing uh, what 
um, our takeaways were just kind of gave me like a really strong sense of comfort and, and peace. Um, and the second thing is, uh, I, I do express myself really well through writing. So I can definitely yes. see myself doing a follow-up, uh, after I've done the, the scripture journaling, um, the, uh, going through the soap. That's, that's, that's so awesome. I love it. I love it. We so- should challenge ourselves to, journal once this week at least once and then share it <laughs> next week if we yes want. that would be great yeah absolutely each time you do it is a chance for god to reveal something to you it doesn't have to be moses and the burning bush a major life revelation change but sometimes it might be you never know i yeah. was hoping you were gonna say each time you do it you'll be entered into a raffle to win <laughs> <laughs> Each time you do it, you'll get more brownie points in heaven. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. well, Tim, I like that you said takeaway because it reminded me of sermon feedback and our takeaways with this past Sunday's uh, message that uh, Pastor Jim preached on. It was the very last uh, of the series that we've been learning more about in terms of uh, get behind me. And this one was a discipleship moment. And we focused in on Matthew 16 verses 13 through 28. And, you know, Pastor Jim, one thing that I have found to be really fun is the past few times that you've spoken, you brought up uh, Rob Bell, which that is an an author that I've uh, followed for many years. I've actually seen um, him perform at the, at Largo down. Yeah. yeah he's an amazing writer <laughs> and speaker. Yeah. And not only that, but then you brought up blue, like jazz this past, uh, Sunday and, and right, I, Don Miller. As well. Yeah. And so I'm like, what is happening here? Does he have <laughs> all of the books that I've had since when I was like younger <laughs> Those are books from a while ago, you know? Um, I mean, Rob, Rob's been around for a while, but, but Don Miller's book, Blue Like Jazz is such a good book. And the perspective is, is really awesome. But anyways, I'm curious what everybody's takeaways were in terms of the scripture and also everything that was, you know, talked about this past Sunday. So I guess I can start. And that's, I thought it was interesting, um, Pastor Jim talking about how the Jews were expecting a Messiah that was like a conquering king and like a, like a really strong, like person that uh, kind of like uh, a Caesar Augustus, but like more than that. Um, I, but then Jesus was the exact opposite. He he was, uh, he took, took on the pain um, that would be taken on for like someone who was going to prison, like he was crucified. That, that one of the most significant, um, painful things that can have happened. So it, it's a very significant stark contrast. And I did have a, a, a moment in time that I was able to listen uh, uh, for a second time. I, I, I didn't have a good signal in my car, so I couldn't listen to the whole sermon again. But it was uh, in the Old Testament there was no reference to um, a sacrificial Messiah. Um, I, I thought that's very fascinating. Um, yeah. 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 There's passages that, that Christians will look back to like in Isaiah and say, Oh, that was referring to the Messiah to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it does very much match up 
with Jesus's life. But in that day, and especially in first century Israel, they weren't looking to those passages as a Messiah. They were looking at to for just other human leaders that would help them at various times in the history of their of their nation. So yeah, the Jesus be, became, and when he told the disciples, this is where my life is heading. They're like, yeah, that's a good one. Jesus. No, no, really. What are we, we going to do? What's the plan? Cause obviously this is not a good plan. And it was just right. so shocking that he would actually be a, a suffering Messiah, not a conquering one. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's so fascinating. Um, and then the other thing that I was thinking is going back to that scripture um, that is just so powerful to me about um, how those who try to find their lives will lose it, but those who uh, lose their lives for Jesus's sake will find it. I'm not sure why that has been such a powerful scripture in my life, probably mm. uh, maybe in those circumstances where I feel like I'm suffering. It's like, well, that's what Jesus did. And so if I follow after Jesus, then all, all the suffering makes sense. Um, I suppose. Uh, and um, when uh, the other part of it is when I when I hold on to those things uh, that seem like they're important at the time, right. but then I'm experiencing some sort of pain, those things really are not actually helping me out of it. Uh, but then when I when I give up all of that, the, the things that I thought were important, um, and uh, I just uh, realize um, all the things that I could be doing instead, uh, especially if I'm following after Christ, then uh, it just like really helps so much. And so, yeah, it helped today and uh, it's it's helped me in, in other times. So I got to say, that's probably one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. Mm, mm. Yeah, I think there's two things that kind of tied together and that really stood out. And one was the quote that you included um, from Don Miller, which was the reward you get from living a story is always less than you thought it would be. And the mm. work is harder than you imagined. And the point of a story is never about the ending. Remember, it's about your character getting molded in the hard work of the middle. And that to me, I tied that in with the verse um, about if any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. So I'm thinking of the middle and, and all of the things that you learn in terms of, you know, the, the hard work of that middle. And it's, it's not necessarily all of the things that you want to put on your resume and all of the things that you want to, you know, have included in your life. And that it's always less than you thought it would be at the end of the day at times, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like the value of yeah. it. And the most important things that end up being, I think, the the middle in my life tends to be the moments where I deny myself and I take up the cross and follow Jesus. Kind of that that tie in worked so beautifully. So I was like, oh, mm. man, this is this is really good. You know, Wow. yeah, between what both you and Tim just said, it was made me think of, you know, there are there are things in life that we are striving for. Maybe it has something to do with our career or with um, our living situation, uh, something with our family. And we're trying to, you know, get to that point. And you, you hear people that have achieved some of the best that life has to offer say, you know, it, it really, I wanted this big house or I wanted this promotion or I wanted this nice car or this whatever. And then I, it wasn't as exciting as I thought it would be once I got there. And 
Don Miller and with uh, Robert McKee and talking about the elements of a good story, it's all about the change in the character over that story and how you become someone that you weren't, hopefully a better version of yourself. But some stories have the, you know, thing about breaking bad, you get, you, you digress quite a bit in, in that, in that <laughs> journey. But really it's that, that hard work in the middle where we're becoming hopefully more and more like Jesus and becoming who it is that God called and created us to be knowing there's going to be ups and downs and successes and failures, but we're not in it alone. God's walking alongside us. And hopefully this community faith is also walking with us. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of awesome. where like scripture journaling, you know, um, kind of what I, what I do when I have devotions is very similar to the whole, you know, SOAP acronym. And, mm-hmm. um, and it's, you know, I, I find that I am my best version, I guess you could say of myself, or I'm, I'm at my clearest in, you know, mentally when I'm consistent with my devotions, because I feel like, you know, God and like the Holy Spirit just kind of speaking through me as I read through scripture. And I feel like I'm not alone. I feel like I have this guiding light to kind of start my day. And I'm like, okay, I'm good. Cause you know, I read this and I feel like I have an idea of, you know, where, where I'm going to go or, you know, I know I'm going to be at peace today. Mm. And so yeah, I think that's why it's so important um, to have scripture part of your life on well, a day. I was sharing at the end of the message as well, when to follow along, to follow behind Jesus and to walk in his footsteps and how do we know God's will for our life? Well, part of it is looking at the life of Jesus and what did he spend his time doing and who are the people he connected with? And so the more we connect with scripture and then finding what it is in the Bible that God seems to be passionate about um, and then kind of connecting that with our own lives. So yeah, anytime we can, take an opportunity to scripture journal, to read scripture, to have devotions, spend time in worship and, and in Bible studies, all of that helps reframe our sense of what it is, what is it that God wants to be doing in the world and wants us to be doing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry. Um, I just wanted to interject and say that pastor Jim, I don't know if, if you struggle with this working at the church, but having like a more prominent role than I do, do you sometimes struggle with finding the spirituality like in your own life instead of making it like quote unquote work stuff? <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, it used to be that the only sort of reading that I would do would be, pre- be preparing for the sermon or for a Bible study. Um, and Actually, one of the reasons I like having the Monday and Tuesday scripture journaling online, because like you said, Beth, you speak it and you have to do it, right? It's on the website. I have to show up because it's happening. Uh, But yeah, it is is very easy to uh, get caught up in the work that has to happen and, and not have the time for the spirit connection. I think the same thing at worship. It's challenging for people that are leading worship. Jessica, you've been part of our worship team in terms of the music. And, and when you're helping lead people in worship, sometimes we can forget to worship ourselves. So it's always that, that challenge. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say that, I mean, it's, it's been happening to me like for a while and I think I could see that it was happening, but like, 
then I felt like I was in too deep to get caught up. You you don't need to get caught up with God or whatever. <laughs> what I wanted to say was I'm so thankful for this podcast that we decided to start because sometimes I forget that I was a congregant at the church first before I was an employee. Mm. And so now because we are doing this podcast, this is making me be accountable for, I usually listen to the sermons and take notes as I'm listening, but it's making me be accountable for the sermons. And I'm mm. remembering why I started going to the church in the yeah. first. And so um, thank you for your message is in your sermons and thank <laughs> Pastor Jim and thank you, Tim and Jessica for helping me to be accountable. Um, and it's, I, I think Tim said that he's been overwhelmed at work and Jessica, what did you say? You said, you didn't say overwhelmed. You said. Uh, it's something similar to how normally we're supposed to just have people reference that their plate right. is full. And I feel like Multiple I'm at a buffet. Yes. You're at a buffet. I'm at a buffet. Hey. your money's worth. Like, <laughs> but so I've been feeling like super overwhelmed lately. And, and people keep telling me, well, you need to, you know, lighten your plate, take stuff off your plate. And I keep thinking in my head, I thought I was doing that. Like I thought I was doing that. <laughs> And anyway, but the, and Miriam and I were having a conversation at work today about how, like, we're supposed to suffer. <laughs> and, and it always makes me laugh when Miriam talks about suffering for some reason. But um, you, you said in the sermon that much of our lives is trying to prevent or avoid conflict. Mm. And that's how I've been living most of my life. But yeah. now I... I and and usually I'm the person who's just like okay tell me what to do and I'll do it but now I'm the person who's in charge of stuff and yes it is very overwhelming but you know what it, like I'm not comparing myself to Jesus but Jesus basically said I have to go through this yeah and I do too like and here's the thing I was telling Miriam today that like this is my process this is what it looks like i'm i'm going to get overwhelmed i'm probably going to cry a little bit but this is what i have to endure to get anything done hmm. really and it's wow it's, yeah it's interesting i pretty but i i love what you said i think i would uh suggest that we don't have to suffer i mean i don't think that god says all right, if you want to follow me, you have to suffer. I think suffering comes in when, if we're following Jesus and we are passionate about the things that break God's heart, that's going to put us in areas of conflict or uncomfortableness. And it may be, Beth, that your getting to that wean child within you doesn't mean taking things off your plate, but having that those opportunities to, whether it's listening to the sermon spending time scripture journaling, um, connecting with the your podcast crew here on a regular basis. What are those activities that fill your soul 
so that while you're still doing all the things that God's called you to do, while you like Jessica are spinning all those plates in the buffet line, that there's, <laughs> there are things that are filling your soul so that you'll have the perseverance and the endurance to be able to, to run through those things. And some of them may be uncomfortable because Jesus was often going against those practices and situations in, in his community that tore people down and, and he was all about building people up and it eventually cost him his life. Because like you said, Tim, what they were expecting from a Messiah was not what he was doing. That's why that sort of messianic seeker where he says, don't tell anybody who I am because they wouldn't figure it out until the resurrection, what kind of Messiah he was. And if they start saying, oh yeah, Jesus is the guy, he'll fix all your problems and you won't be sick anymore and all these things. I mean, yeah, he does do that, but that's not his primary focus. And they would have people would have had, uh, they would have been like, hey, I want my money back. What's this suffering part of the right. story? I didn't sign up for that. I, that's not the savior I wanted. It's true. I mean, and the thing is, is I think, you know, one thing I'm sure you can, you, I assume you probably experience this, Pastor Jim, where when you, I know that, and then this is in reference to Beth staying, you know, how do you fill your cup when you're filling everybody else's basically? How do you anything done? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I think that when when you are called to do something, I think that you in turn, you know, when you're preaching on Sundays, I I can only assume that that is when you feel the most clear and the most at one and at peace with God because you're doing his work, you know, and it's so interesting you said that um, and I started to interrupt. But there are moments that time. But I also I often have what I what I used to call the director's the director's cut. I don't know. Back in the old day when you had a DVD and you'd watch the movie, you could also then watch the director's cut. And the director's cut is the movie's being played. But in the background is like, uh, hi, yeah, this is Jim White. I directed this film. I will tell you, this scene was really challenging. We had to go. Uh, we had to go to extreme measures to get someone, you know, that kind of a thing. Sometimes when I'm preaching, I have the director's cut running in my head. And I think, uh-oh, nobody's following me on this. Look at, there's seven people sleeping right now. Man, I should have thrown, I should have thrown in more stories or, oh, I wish so-and-so was here. This might have been. Hel-. So I sometimes go through that and doubt and question in my own head. And then I, I mostly have to just recognize that's happening and dismiss it, just kind of put it to the side and keep you know, doing what I'm doing. Um, so even, even though I know I've been called by God to be a pastor, I know I love preaching and I love researching and I love trying to put content together in ways that I think will be meaningful and interesting to people's lives and will connect to the scripture. I even from time to time have doubts whether or not, well, that, that was pretty much junk or, or I don't think that went over. And so, you know, hearing people, Tim's always very good at talking with me after the service about what he took away and appreciated. And there's even these little, you know, little sort of breadcrumbs, if you will, that people uh, say or do that reminds me, oh yeah, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I, I, dismiss the uh, director's cut and just keep, you know, stay in the lane and, and trust that God has called and equipped you to do that. And don't second guess yourself. Just, just run with it. Yeah. Wow. I, I think that can probably be applied to all of us really. Uh, Cause I, I think it's, a, I, but that's really interesting that that happens because like Jessica was saying, um, you, 
the the overall understanding that we might have just as like a third party um view is that you're you're just always in the moment but yeah like i'm glad that you expressed that to us it it, it kind of gives like us a sense of like understanding for ourselves and um i also yeah, wanted I, to mention oh go ahead Go no, ahead, I was going to say, ahead. I try to stay in the moment and a lot of times that happens, but occasionally that little director's cut comes on, okay. which I think happens, you know, with any of us and whatever we're, we're, we do for a living or we do because we're passionate about, we often will doubt or question ourselves from time to time. And, and yeah. we just need that reassurance. Nope. This is, this is what we're doing. And in seminary, they used to say, you may think you've written the best sermon and you preach it and nobody, you know, nobody feels, seems moved or whatever. And then you may have what you think is just the worst sermon. You, you threw it together in the last minute. You didn't put much thought into it. And three people will say, you know, God just really spoke to me through that today. And so it's not really you, you do what you can, you put it out there and leave it up for how God's going to use that with other people. Wow. Yeah. It makes me wonder if Don ever experiences a director's cut. If he's like, you know, basically singing and leading worship, but deep down he's singing Bon Jovi, living on a prayer, <laughs> just kind of in his own world. His director's yeah. cut is, do I go with a guitar solo right now? Do I sing in an octave higher, use my falsetto, <laughs> kind of a la Bee Gees? What should I do? Yeah. Do I yeah. smash the guitar at the end? What do I do? <laughs> That's what's missing. Um, but what you said about your sermons reminded me about when I um make new things for dinner sometimes like i'll make something and i'll be like oh man this is so good everybody's gonna love it and everyone's like oh this was okay and then <laughs> i hate it and i'm like well everyone's gonna hate this and then it's just me everyone else loved it so yeah. you never know all you can do is be faithful to what it is that god's called you to do whether it's cooking uh or writing a sermon and preaching a sermon and then you just trust that God's going to be with you on it. And you learn from the times that maybe it wasn't the best. And you're encouraged by the times that God was able to use it in ways that you never expected. So, right, right. Yeah. Um, I, I want to go back really quick to what you were saying, um, Pastor Jim, about uh, filling your soul. And when you you do so by either scripture journaling or prayer or um, some sort of uh, devotion to God, um, it it kind of relieves that sense of conflict within yourself um, regarding uh, the things that you're doing that God has uh, brought you to do. Uh, and in that case, it actually may reduce your suffering. I, I, I'm sure that we can't mm. count on this. Like suffering uh, is just a necessary and um, important part of life uh, regarding getting work done and, and so forth. But mm -hmm. but I think that makes so much sense because I, I think about it from the psychology standpoint of uh, experiencing some, some kind of cognitive dissonance that may be actually causing the suffering. But when, when you go into the, the, the scripture, it, it, it kind of gives you that clarity, um, like aligns what it is that you're doing with um like how you feel about it. Uh, I, I don't know, like the general way about it in, in the scripture is that you have the the apostles and you have Jesus and they're doing this important work. And so you, you look to them for guidance and inspiration. And then you look to your own life and you're like, you know, I'm actually kind of doing what what they're doing. So so I, I don't I, I don't have to feel bad about it or anything like that. 
Right, um, right. And so, and I would, yeah. And I would expand uh, your your insight there, Tim, and say it's not just the quote spiritual things like prayer and worship and scripture journaling that sort of thing any whatever it is that fills your soul um jessica you talked about rob bell one of the talks that i saw him live and followed it up with a book is called everything is spiritual and it's this idea there's no difference between you know holy and profane or secular and spiritual no everything can be spiritual there's a great classic uh from the middle ages um uh, can't think of the exact title right now but brother lawrence was the was the author and he talks about how i can i can um connect with god while i'm washing the dishes at the at the monastery um practicing the presence of god i think is what it's called wow. and i can i can I can connect with God while I'm washing the dishes just as powerfully as I can when I'm reading scripture. So there, you know, for me, going to Disneyland is one of the things that fills my soul. I love board games. I love sports. Um, and so I try to find a variety of things that fill my soul in addition to quote the more spiritual ones so that I have the energy, the capacity, the stamina, the endurance, the grace, and just the overall spirit to be able to get through the week with all my relationships, responsibilities, and opportunities that God brings my way. Wow. I love that. I, I totally agree. I, I, I think that's super powerful. Yeah, definitely. You know, Pastor Jim, I'm curious, as we kind of head towards the end of, of this podcast session today, which is our seventh podcast in total, which is very exciting. I'm curious if you have any prayer requests for this week that you'd like to share. Oh, thank you for asking. This week, uh, I'm not preaching. Pastor John's going to be preaching uh, this coming Sunday, and then I'll start a new sermon series in November. Um, So it gives me a little bit more time to do some of the other things that have been piling up on my desk. Um, some of it related to the administration of the church, some of it related to longer age planning, some of it related to connecting with uh, some of the folks in the congregation. So I would just pray for help me to be able to ask for prayers to, to have a, an efficient use of my time this week, because I'm not as driven as other weeks are by sermon deadlines. You know, I, I've got to research and then I got to start writing and that sort of a thing. So just to make good use of that time and um, and to be open to wherever God will lead me this week um, with this with this opportunity of my schedule. Nice. Yeah, maybe a Disneyland trip is in store. <laughs> well, Whoa. as you mentioned it, Friday, I will be at Disneyland. Yes. Wow. I had scheduled it quite a long time ago, and partly because I knew that that I would not be preaching on Sunday. So yeah, I'll I'll be refilling my cup a little bit on Friday, that's for sure. Oh, nice. that's wonderful. Get a churro for me, please. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, any prayer requests for this this coming week? Um, I think a prayer for me to uh, kind of practice what we were talking about in this, this really great podcast, podcast episode, uh, to try out scripture journaling and um, really uh, go to God uh, in in everything that I do and uh, help help me resolve that uh, what I was mentioning before cognitive dissonance, because I think that probably is um, a core uh, part of uh, what could be causing me to have some states of overwhelm. Um, and then uh, I, the other side of it would be uh, for me to implement some habits. Uh, one thing that I, I really would like to implement that 
maybe anybody can relate to is a a um, an adherent an uh, adherence to a morning routine um, mm. that I that I actually apply every day, including the weekends, um, because I did the same thing with my sleep, uh, where I get up at five thirty every day, and it's just been an incredible uh, thing, like an incredible. Um, important thing that I've done. So I imagine I can do the same thing with my morning routine. And uh, yeah, I <laughs> it'll be interesting reporting uh, that on the next podcast episode. So <laughs> stay tuned. But yeah, th- <laughs> that's my <laughs> that's my prayer request. Beth? Yes. Um, well, first of all, I got a text message from my mom today. And she is feeling a little blue. And um, she told me that one of her friends um, has a son in the Israeli army and he's been deployed to fight. And so let's let's pray for my mom's friend's son and and everyone involved in that. And um, just maybe that my my mom's spirits can be lifted a little bit and maybe. So her heart won't be so heavy Mm. and prayers for me that I remember to find the calm and the quiet instead of all the overwhelm. Like I know there's going to be some overwhelm, but I would like to try to remember to not schedule in, but remember to take the time to try to find those calm and quiet moments. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking for for me is kind of that balance, you right. know, to sure. to uh really just live more of a simple life, you know? Yeah. Rather than uh I think this past gosh, Amber and I've been part of the church for one, about 1 year at this point. And when I initially, you know, started to get involved, I was like, I'm going to do it all because yeah. I've never been able to do all of this in a church before, you know, <laughs> like identifying part of the queer community. Like I, I wasn't able to be my full self. And oh. so I was like, I'm going to do AV. I'm going to do choir. I'm going to do bell choir. I'm going to, you know, like basically <laughs> I'm going to take over the world and I'm totally able to do that with a full-time job and have a marriage. And and I quickly realized, and especially in the sermon this past Sunday, how I don't necessarily, I, I can't do it all. Like, I literally can't do it all. I want to do it all, but I can't. And at some point, I'll end up becoming a stumbling block to somebody else because they're having to schedule me. They're, you know, all these kinds of things. And, and it's really hard to come to terms with because I want mm. to do it all. Yeah. I just... It's not healthy. Um, yeah. And, and you know, my life is not meant to be on multiple plates. I'm meant to have my own plate and uh, fill that. And so that's kind of, you know, I think why I've been feeling so overwhelmed is that I'm, I want to do all of the things, but I know that it's not possible. And so I have to sacrifice things. And it makes me sad because there's people I want to see all of the time. And I, I know that I just can't, you know, I, I want to be able to give 110% of myself in everything that I do. And it's just unrealistic. Um, 
to do to do all of the things. So wow, Jessica, I, yeah, well, thank you. I can totally relate to you on that, Jessica. We might be the same person, Jessica. We are, uh, Beth, so, because um, I've always been able to attend and do all the things at church, but it was too intimidating for me to want to do it at like the church I used to be at. But then I started joining all the things at this church and I'm still trying to do that, but also work at the church at the same time. I think what we need are those, we can have a big plate, but we need to get the plates that let's, it doesn't have to be, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking too much about the plate, but let's, <laughs> get the plate and like, it should be, it should be pretty. No, um, it should be a plate that has the different portions. Like divided sections. Legitimate divided sections. Not like, oh, well, there's a little bit of potatoes over here where it wasn't supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> and, le- and let me just say, if you're thinking at home while you're listening to this podcast, man, my plate is completely empty. Well, let me invite you to come to PUMC 101 on November 4th so you can find out how to get more involved in the life of our church. That's awesome. You and I should do that and then just see if anyone wants to take some of our plates from us. <laughs> That's funny. I was immediately thinking of those plates at elementary school where you have your square pizza with like your... I don't know, carrots, whatever. Your square pizza. Your applesauce, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I like those. The thing for your milk. The animal ones, they're for children. I'm a child inside. I'm okay with it. Yeah. (laughs) But they're the animal plates, like it's a tiger or whatever. And then there's little, the ears have little compartments in it. And that's the plate. I just need a whimsical plate. Yes. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned square pizza, Jessica, because I don't know, uh, like, I don't know if I mentioned it uh, yet in in any podcast episode, but uh, there was this one time one of my coworkers, uh, we had to do some, uh, like, later into the day work, so past five o'clock, and um, he he was doing it with me, but he wanted, he had some idea in mind that he was going to go get a pizza at like four o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm like, oh, wow. That's interesting. Uh, so, so you're going to bring a pizza party here. <laughs> <laughs> pizza parties are the best. Well, Pastor Jim, we greatly appreciate that you have set time aside to hang out with us and be part of the podcast. And um, you've definitely provided a ton of insight to us. And I hope that anyone listening can incorporate some form of scripture journaling to their life. Thank you, Pastor Jim. Really appreciate it. And thank My you, pleasure. all of our listeners. Thanks for stopping by. We're all from different places. We all have different names. No matter what life brings us, Jesus is the same. We're just your Methodist to the madness. Methodist to the madness.